Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about the most retcons in Hollywood? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Vroom! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I am wonderful and excellent and fantastic. How are you? I'm I, I'm in a weird space. What space I'm not are really you in? Sure, where I'm at. I'm Look not around. sad. I'm not happy. I'm existing. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. I yeah. just live day to day. That's that's uh, all we can really ask for, isn't it? Yeah. I know this isn't on our thing, but speaking of weird head spaces, uh huh. You like Bo Burnham, right? Yeah. Like a lot. I mean, like well, I like good. him. I don't cool. think I've seen all of his stuff, but I enjoy his things that I have seen. Okay. I don't think you should watch the new one. Oh, okay. So, so he just dropped a new one, and it is basically him descending into madness, working on a special during COVID. Oh, God. I think it might be triggering to people that, that like, were feeling the way that he was feeling. I mean, there's, like, parts of him trying to record a line for the show and then just busting into sobbing. Okay. Like, it was a weird thing. Like, I think I laughed twice. And then the Oof. rest of the time, we were just like, looks like Bo's having a hard time here. Okay. Yeah, that I mean, sounds... It was kind of a hard watch. I, I think... Uh... Handy Gatsby kind of opened up the door for comedians to maybe be a little bit less comedic with yeah. their stuff, which I mean, you know, they're humans too, so it's fine. But at well, the yeah. same time, we've all had a rough go of it, and I don't really want to put myself <laughs> in that headspace I mean, again. One day, I would like for you to see it just to get your opinion. Yeah, but I was just like, man, there's not a lot of comedy in this. Like, it's it's. <laughs> I guess the best I can say, it it's like an expose on just, like, his life during the time, you know? Like, okay. it just seemed real. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like a production. It just felt like, oh, he slowly lost his mind for a year. Just kind of like a, a diary, a vlog, if you will. A little bit. And at the end, I was like, hmm, I could have not watched that and been okay, I think. Okay. It was it was weird. Just thought I would tell you about it because we watched it last night. Okay. Continuing in the in the vein of weird things, have you seen? Um, Samsung has come up with a new like AI mascot. You fucking bet I have. Okay, so I I don't know if she's like officially sanctioned by Samsung or if this is just some like okay weird fan art gone awry. Okay. So when I first saw it, I was like, ooh, I love this. I think this is cool, right? Yeah. And I saw it on TikTok. But then, like, all the comments were like, oh, this is, like, a concept piece. Yeah. So that's... it's like, oh, this is just what somebody came up with. But then right. I researched it today, and it is something that a real deal company produced on behalf of Samsung. Samsung just hasn't said whether or not it will be something. Okay, that's what I thought. So it's, like... By a company called Light Farm. Yeah. And uh, my favorite headline so far is from Polygon.com. And it says, predictably, people want to rail Samsung's rejected AI mascot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, she's she's very cute. She is. She's like um, like the sexy older sister in a Pixar movie or something. And I thought that it was just going to be Bixby. But I love that her name is Sam. Yeah, I thought it was Bixby Samsung also. Sam. I think that's so... Like, yeah, get rid of Bixby. Yeah, fuck Bixby. Nobody uses Bixby. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it's terrible. using it. It's the worst. I have disabled it on all of my Samsung phones. Oh, yeah, me too. That's like the first thing you do. It's like it's like when you buy a computer, right? You go to Internet Explorer to get Google Chrome 
or Firefox, and then you never use it again, right? Right. You get a Samsung phone, disable, big speed, and then boom, you're good to go. Good to go. But I did do more research in her today. Uh-huh. And I think, like, a big theory is that Samsung is not going to use her as a mascot now because she's become, like, a hentai <laughs> goddess within 24 hours. Truly. Like, I mean, people just took this avatar and they were like, hey, let's make so much porn. <laughs> like, that ridiculous amount of content. Yeah. Like, I mean... This is maybe the fastest the internet has taken something and shaken it so hard. Yeah. So I went to Reddit and I just typed in Samsung and it's like Samsung Sam, Samsung Sam Hentai. And that's like the top threads immediately. Oh my God. And they're all not safe for work. And I was like, (sighs) okay, so this is real. Yeah. That's where we have come. Yeah. She's uh, an icon. Yeah, well, I mean, I still like her, and I would still like for that to be that uh, assistant. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I like her, too. I think, you know, like, I it's love it. a cute take on the virtual assistant. We It's like Clippy, but made yeah. sexy. Well, like, <laughs> Google doesn't have a person. Yeah. Alexa is not a person. Like, they're just voices. But then right. to, to give your assistant, like, that personality as well, I think yeah. is really cool. Like a whole face and a body? I'm into it. Yeah. But now I want to know what would Alexa look like, you know? She would look like... I'm trying to picture her. So, like, maybe a... a I want to say a librarian, but I'm, getting, I'm, not, I'm not getting that vibe from Alexa, you know? She's like she's like your neighbor who, She's definitely got red hair. You think so? Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. So, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what color is your hair? Um... Yeah, she's like your neighbor that sometimes brings over like Tupperwares of soup for you, and she's not married, uh-huh. and you're not sure if she's a lesbian. Yeah, but she has a dog, and it's a really cool dog. Okay, then what do you do with Google? Because Google... like the other <laughs> ones are like you know lady names, some type of name, and then it's Google, the company. Like I'm talking to the company, <laughs> not a person. I know? can't help but picture that like comedy sketch where it's just a dude in a closet, and he's having to like manually research all oh these things for God, you. Oh my God, I love those. Those are so, so good. good. Well, I hope Sam unveils soon, because I would love that. Yeah, I want this to be a real thing. I think I would actually use Sam in that way. But see, here's what I want, though. I I don't want it to just be like, hey, Sam. Like, I would want the face to pop up, and it's like, hey, what can I do for you? And, like, it moves and stuff, you know? Yeah. And then it's like you're having a conversation, but then you might step into some her territory there. Oh, man, you're so correct on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so maybe I just spooked myself out of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I want this anymore. Uh, well, things that I am also, maybe I don't want anymore. Good old transition there. Okay. I'm still not done with Fast and the Furious. Still not done. All right. I'm still not done. I had to take a break because I cried too hard after the last one. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> okay. So first of all, what? I told you that I watched... I think five was the last one that I saw. So I've only watched six and seven since we last spoke. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Six, fantastic. Like, five, six, and seven are bomb movies. Shit, shit, Kelsey. They're really good. I'm thinking about buying tickets to Fast 9 already. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was like, fuck, I'm going to go to the theater for this movie now. But in the seventh one, that's where Paul Walker exits the franchise because he died, right? Okay. Because I've been waiting for, like, how it's going to be handled. Yeah. Because so, I'm like, well, when did he die? Like, I don't know, because I didn't want to ruin when it w- when it's going to happen. Were they, like, mid-filming when he died? Yes. Wow. They were mid-filming, and I didn't even know. Because he's in the entirety of the seventh movie. Okay. So I was like, damn, he must have died, like, right after it finished filming. So I read about it. He died halfway through. They put production on hold. To ask his family what they'd like to do. Oh, wow. And they got his two brothers to be stand-ins for him throughout the movie to, like, pad in the rest of his stuff. Oh, really? So, like, film from behind kind of a thing? Yeah. Okay. Or, like, maybe, like, a far-off shot, you know? Yeah. Because now I really want to rewatch it and see if I can pick out where his brothers are. Yeah. But, like, he's in the whole movie. Like, like he's in the whole movie from beginning to end. Dang. So I'm like... Ha- how if you weren't here halfway through it right yeah 
But I knew that this was the one that he died because basically the ending to seven is a straight tribute to him. Okay. And I cried. I I legit <laughs> cried. So what do they do in the movie? Like a big thing with him is in the first one, he falls in love with Vin Diesel's sister. Okay. But he's a cop and Vin Diesel's the criminal. And when they find out that Paul Walker's a cop, they all like, you lied to us. You hate us. Right. Okay. And then he doesn't see the sister again until I think the fourth movie. And then they like kind of get back together. Star-crossed lovers. Then they have a kid, right? Yeah. And then I think the sixth movie is he is like a normal suburban dad doing stuff at home. But she realizes that he misses the action of doing all the other stuff they used to do. <laughs> okay. But then something happens and like they need to go do the action stuff. So they go do it. Then in the seventh one, she gets pregnant again. Oh, no. And, it and you know, she calls him at some point and is like, you have to come home. Like, you, you have to live this. through this because I'm pregnant again. And he's like, Mark, I'll be careful. And then he dies uh, in this movie, you oh know. God. <laughs> so anyway, the end of the movie is they're all on this beach. They've, you know, saved the day. Life is good. And he's just out there playing on the beach with his kid and his wife. Right. Yeah. And his wife being the sister that's in the movie, not like his real wife. Right. And you can tell, like, that's what bothers me. Like, they have all this footage of him playing on the beach with that kid. But you can tell that the scene they filmed with every other cast member, he's not really out on the beach. Oh. Because they, like, invented something to say, you know? Yeah. And so... They're, like, just talking about how beautiful it is that he's out there with his kid. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know... He's home. That's where he's supposed to be. And then Vin Diesel gets up and he goes to leave and they're like, you're not going to say goodbye? And he's all like, it's not goodbye when it's family, you know? And then he okay. leaves and he gets in his car and he's driving down the highway and then Paul Walker pulls up next to him and goes, do you think you were going to leave without saying goodbye? But I'm pretty sure that's his brother saying the line because the Paul Walker in the car is from an older movie. Like, I can tell they just, like, superimposed him into the car. Oh. Right? Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So this is, like, where we're inventing stuff with him. I get that, right? Yeah. And a big deal in all the movies is that he never beats Vin Diesel in a race. Okay. He's never beaten him. They race at the end of, like, every movie. And he's never won. And so they're, like, just doing a little friendly race, driving down the highway, right? Okay. And then a song kicks in, and I want to ask you if you know this song. All right. Do, do you know See You Again by Charlie Puth? Yeah. Puth, whatever his name is. Do you like that song? It's okay. Do you know that it was written about Paul Walker for Fast and the Furious 7? <laughs> Shit, really? The song was created for that scene. Okay. It It exists for that. Because I've heard the song, but now that yeah. I know what it is made for... I'm I'm like, cry, you know? <laughs> okay. So anyway, they're driving their cars, and then it basically does a flashback to a whole bunch of scenes of Paul Walker from part one all the way up to the latest one, right? Okay. Like it's a straight-up montage of, like, scenes with him. And then the part that gets me is, like, Vin Diesel does a little monologue, and he's all like, Are you st he, like, does some monologue, and he basically does, like, a eulogy kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then he goes... But you'll always be my brother. And they're driving side by side on the highway. And then Vin Diesel takes an exit while Paul Walker goes another way. So they like part ways on the highway. And it's like a really good metaphor for them, you know? Yeah. And then he just kind of drives off into the sunset. And I fucking was balling, man. <laughs> it killed me. Well, it's a nice way to write him out. I thought it was really good. And, and then it just says like for Paul at the end. Aw. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm really interested in part eight now because his wife called him and said, you can't fucking die. I'm pregnant again. And then he dies, you know? <sighs> yeah. So I wonder how that works in the movie. Because she's in all the movies still. So I, you know, they're going to address this. Maybe he's just like an <sighs> off screen character. Who knows? Who knows? But so, you know, I was just watching more of them and I was thinking about. Do you know how many vehicles they ruin in those movies? It's got to be so many. There's like hundreds of cars that get wrecked. 
God. So I'm like, okay, are these actual cars? Or do they make just, like, basic frames of cars so it's just easy to tear up? Doesn't really cost a lot of money, you know? That's kind of what I would think is that they, like, or maybe they do it on a smaller scale. Because I know for a lot of movies where they do practical effects, sometimes yeah. they'll just do, like, small scale stuff. And then film it so that it looks like it's big. I might need to look that up because there's got to be just just millions of dollars of cars just 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 wasted for us to enjoy seeing that happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like there's so many. A lot of them are CGI and you can tell it. Yeah. But there's a lot that it's like, no, nope, you just wrecked like ten cars at once. You just exploded fifteen cars today. That's too many cars. For one shot, you know? Yeah. that I mean, and like, what if you don't get it on the first take? What if it, the explosion doesn't go off or something happens or it like doesn't work See, with the camera? I think about that all the time because of Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God. They go to like do this bombing scene where they're going to drop napalm like all across the forest, right? Yeah. And the guy pulls the trigger because he heard go. So he does it and the cameras weren't rolling. And that one shot cost like $3 million. So it ruined the movie. You know? Okay. Yeah. And all the time I'm like, it's a good thing they were, you know, they made sure they got this shot. I think about it every time there's like a big shot like that where it's like, you only had one chance. But just, I was just thinking about all the waste that goes into movies, like, like fake bullets that you shoot, just all the copper that gets shot out, right? Like you do so much fake stuff with all these materials. It's just such a waste. It is a huge waste. Like, I mean, that's why my movies cost millions and billions of dollars to make. I mean, yeah, but damn. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, did you know that in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, done by Steven Spielberg, he Spielberg actually bought a giant airplane and cut it in half for one of the scenes? What the fuck? Yeah, there's like a plane that crashes and Tom Cruise goes outside of the house and there's like... This plane that crashed into this suburban area, right? Okay. That's an actual plane that they bought and cut in half. My God. So half the time, I don't know anymore. It's like, is it real? Because some people do it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, for like, for, I know for the early Star Wars stuff, like the the original trilogy, there was a lot of practical effects, but it was also the 70s, so there wasn't like a lot of CGI available. Yeah, but they did... a. They did a lot of the small stuff, like you said. Yeah. Like, the like, trench run was done in the bed of a truck. Yeah. And, like, the, the crowd was little painted Q-tips that were blown I using a hairdryer. I love that. Dryer. That cracks me up so much. It's so cool. Like, imagine being that person that had to paint all those Q-tips. Dude. Um, uh, episode one, Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. The waterfalls of Naboo. That's actually salt being poured from something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I love that kind of shit. I, I would... I think that would be a really fun career to go into. Just like, all right, how can I make it look like this? Yeah. That would be awesome. You know what? That pepped me up. I need to crack it. Good idea. Ready. Do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of wasteful movies, have you seen Army of the Dead yet? I have not. I don't know if you should. <laughs> No. Yeah. Why? Why? I, Why? I was really disappointed. Were you really? Yeah. I I wanted to like it. Like, you know, I love zombie movies and I love the Of the Dead series. You were so excited. I was so hype. But like, so I went into it with, I don't know if my expectations were like too high or if I was just, I don't know. Like, usually for a zombie movie, I have a lot of allowance. Like, I'll allow it to be a little cheesy or a little bad. But. Yeah just because the love of the media for me, but like, yeah. man, this one kind of sucked. <laughs> is it, is it because it was so long? No. It's like two and a half hours, right? It is really long. And I, I mean, there is some stuff that they could have easily cut out and it would have been a much shorter, better movie probably. Okay. But I, I didn't like it. I don't know. It the just plot, didn't work. It just didn't work for me. The plot was, um, it was cool on its face. Like, you know, they have to go in to like get the money out of Vegas vault before the entire city is blown up by a nuke because they're doing like a targeted strike to get rid of all the zombies. Cause all the zombies are just in Las Vegas. Okay. 
like they were able to wall off the city before the outbreak spread. Nice. Yeah. And like the beginning of the movie is so fucking good. They did this thing in the very beginning that I love where they just show like how the outbreak is happening and then just like the total pandemonium and then they like pair it with some cheesy Las Vegas music and yeah. they have like slow-mo shots of people, you know, getting blood spurting everywhere and shit. Okay. One of my complaints is that the blood was super CGI'd and I prefer oh. like a good practical, yeah. like gory like entraily look for for zombie blood you know yeah you Um, want that big like thick ketchup style stuff yeah like walking dead does really good job with blood and gore and this was just like clearly red kool-aid cgi it was not it was not good and um just the (laughs) so the way the thing i liked in the beginning is that they had this like interesting way of introducing the characters so they had like it was like almost a school day portrait sort of a thing where they had like a, a backdrop and just a camera stand. And then the person that they're introducing is just standing there and they do like a slow-mo pan back of the character. Okay. And you see them like holding the, their zombie weapon or like holding their photo of their family or their medal or whatever is like makes them a unique person in this world. And okay. it wasn't anything to do with like the story or anything. It was just like, this is who this person is and this is, who you're going to be following throughout the movie. So I thought it was a cool and interesting way to introduce them. Um, so, so real quick, did you like 300? It was okay. Because I thought that I remembered Zack Snyder directed this movie. And yeah. He also did 300, which also has a lot of the CGI blood stuff. Yeah. Cause you said that. And I was like, swear that he made this movie too so i think that's like one of his things i think so too and i don't know if that's just like his signature that he likes cheesy cgi blood and the way it looks or something but it's not for me (laughs) yeah so yeah but like the plot of the movie like it gets lost a little bit in there like why are they going to get the money in the first place like the world's kind of ending anyway so but i guess who who needs it I guess if they're, like, trying to escape the city, because outside the city, there's no zombies, from what I'm to understand of the movie. Okay. It's just, like, a like a cluster of people that are stuck around the zombie camp that are, like, uh, immigrants or something, and then the people within the camp that are just zombies. And they also had... I'm so on the fence about intelligent zombies and fast zombies, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I really prefer just the drooling nonsense zombies of old. The just ones that are brains. slow. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. The Just the slow, eventual death coming after you. Because that's what I like about zombies, is it represents just slow death. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, I mean, it's very metaphorical of just death comes for us all anyway, you know? Exactly. Like, death is yeah. slow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, running zombies, I'm neither here nor there on them. Smart zombies, take them or leave them. Uh, I... I'll take my my old shambling corpses any day. But um so yeah, the fast zombies thing. And then there was like a weird plot line within the zombies. Like there was a zombie romance happening that I could have been into <laughs> if it had had more of an effect on the story. But okay. like one of the zombies was pregnant and I'm like, how does this work and how is it relevant? Because they only touch on it when you find out the zombie is pregnant and then it goes away forever and you don't know you don't know why it mattered. Oh, so, like, we don't get, like, zombie baby and stuff? No, like, so... Can I spoil this movie? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Okay, so it's, like, a zombie king and queen inside the city, and they look really cool, and I love them. Like, the zombie queen is this, like, like go-go dancer or something. She's the one in the trailer. Yeah, she's got, like, the tiara and this cool, like, sparkly, strappy bikini situation. And the way that she, like, moves is very awesome because you can tell that she's she looks like a trained dancer. Like, just the way that she skips and hops around is very, like, primal almost. And uh, so she is the queen zombie and then the king zombie... uh, I one thing I did like about him is that he has like a skull helmet that he puts on for battle, so like okay. protects his skull, so he can't get you know. Ah, brained. that's smart. Okay. Yeah, so uh, when the people go into the city, they have to make a sacrifice so the zombies will let them like walk around because that's like part of their deal, I guess. So they okay. sacrifice a person, and then the queen takes that body back to the king, and then later on. They call the queen back out for something and they do like a little trickaroo and decide we're going to 
cut her head off and they they like keep her head for um a bounty because the the zombie virus is really valuable outside the city like the u.s wants to study it so i mean why not take just a a shitty zombie at that rate because i mean they're all smart every single zombie inside the city is smart and fast it's shown so okay i don't know why they needed the queen specifically but so they take her head and then uh the king zombie comes out and he like heard her dying screams so he goes and finds the body and he's like oh no and then he like rips open her tummy and pulls (laughs) out this like zombie fetus and it's like a weird blue color and it has a tail and i was like is this an avatar tie-in somehow (laughs) and then it fades to pink and then the the zombie king is like ah and screams and like that's that's literally the last you see of the fetus or they don't ever mention it ever again okay it's so out of left field and it didn't make sense and i wanted it to be a thing (laughs) like i i I would love to know more about zombie babies. Like they explored that idea in I think Day of the Dead, right? When they're in the in the shopping mall? Uh Dawn of the Dead. Is it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. And yeah. then that woman is pregnant and then she gives birth and the baby is a zombie because she got bit while she was pregnant. Yeah. Which Yeah. So I'm reading about it right here. You know, he's the one that made that movie and he does consider this a spiritual successor to that movie. I don't think it was a successful successor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was really strange. And then there were characters that I really, really liked and they died in really senseless ways. Like they didn't need to be killed. And I understand that in zombie movies, people are going to die because it's a vicious, cruel zombie world. Yeah. But there's one scene where like, there's a really cool bromance that I love a whole lot between this like black guy that has a a really awesome saw and this German dude who uh, is like their safe cracker. So they kind of had to protect him and he's really bad at shooting zombies. That's his whole shtick. And like whenever he gets near a zombie, he does this like high pitched shrieking, which is just fantastic. Um, His name is Dieter. And so they get to the safe and they crack it. And the, um, the outbreak, there's like, there's like a a problem with the zombies. Like the King has found the queen at this point and all the zombies are raging. So they come down into the uh, vault to attack them and the um, safecracker can clearly get to and inside of the safe within this amount of time. But okay. instead, he just, like, doesn't. And he seals the, his, like, friend up in there, the black guy with the saw. He seals him up in there and is just like, you live without me now. <laughs> Remember who you are. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of it, it's all kind of meaningless because... For some unknown reason, and at some point that we don't see, apparently the black guy got bit. And so, like, at the very, very end of it, he's survived the atomic bomb because he was underground in the safe. And he, like, climbs up out. He's the sole survivor. And he's, like, walking out with this, like, just strapped full of cash. He rents a private jet. And, like, on the private jet, he gets really sick and goes to the bathroom. And then he, like, rolls up his sleeve. And he's like, oh, no, I got bit. And then the movie ends right there. Just ends. Okay. And that's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. Like, I guess it's to represent that, like, our efforts are futile. Like, nobody got the money that mattered. Like, you know, they got the money out, but it it didn't mean anything in the end. And everyone died. It was frustrating to me. The one good plot line is that the, um, what's his face? Uh, Dave Bautista. Okay. He has a daughter and they were kind of like trying to reconcile their relationship through this whole apocalypse because Uh he had to kill her mom whenever the apocalypse happened and he couldn't bear to look at her anymore because it just reminded him of her and she was upset about that because like she lost her mom and then her dad wasn't there for her after that so they were just trying to you know get back and be right again and then like by the end of the movie they're both in a helicopter crash and uh she lives he dies but she's there to like see him die and he you know just at the very end, they're both happy and they're together and they've forgiven each other and everything's good. Yeah. So that was sweet and nice, but overall two thumbs down. <laughs> well, uh, then I guess you don't care to know that there's going to be two more of these. Oh my God. So I, is Zack Snyder going to be in charge of them? That I don't know, but there is a prequel film and then a prequel yes. animated series. Okay, so the prequel I'm actually really excited about because it explores Dieter. Okay. So it's like, it's going to be his um, past? 
Yeah, so it's called Army of Thieves, and it's just going to center around him. And I don't know if it's okay. Gonna it's not have... directed by Zack Snyder, but he is producing it. Okay, and I don't know if it even has zombies because, as far as I know, like this is the sole zombie event in this world. Yeah. So, who knows? It might just be about safe cracking, which I mean, that yeah. will be cool too. And I love this fun. actor; he was perfect in this role. Okay. Great actor, great character, terrible movie. <laughs> Um, also, so Tig Notaro was in it, and she was um, who the helicopter pilot, Tig Notaro. I do not know who that is. Uh, she's a comedian. You might recognize her. She's got like short hair. Um, I don't. I'm looking know at her he... now, I have no idea who this is. Oh well, she's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, she came into the movie after it was already filmed because she apparently had to replace somebody, like um, an actor. Chris D'Elia, which I Chris don't know. Chris D'Elia, yeah. Okay, I don't know who that is, but apparently he was accused of, like, oh, really see, bad sexual misconduct. I love him. Oh. Like, we've watched all of his stand-ups. Yeah, well, so he, he was found to have some of those things, but he didn't do anything. So, basically, he, like, was talking to a bunch of girls, like, underage girls, Oh, gross. And then he was like, how old are you? And they were like, 16. He was like, oh, then go away. Okay. But, like, he still talked to a bunch of them beforehand, and that's what he got in trouble for. Okay. But, yeah. like, so when they... he found out they were underage, he was like, no, nope. you stop now. Well, that was uh, serious enough for them to drop him out of this movie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Tignataro replaced him, but they had to, like, film her scenes entirely separately, so she was kind of cut and paste into the movie yeah i see that it, it was a uh, green screens and cgi yeah and that's intense i knew that going into the movie so i was actively looking for places where i could tell that she wasn't actually there okay <laughs> so they do film a lot of scenes with like just her like close shots on her face or yeah. just her alone basically because she spends the entire movie just fixing a helicopter so okay there's very few scenes where she's actually with the rest of the cast um, but yeah, it was kind of noticeable because I don't know if this is also a Zack Snyder thing, but like the amount of blur in this movie, there's just like, everything is blurry. Kind I of. Didn't, and I then didn't like it. I know you said something about slow motion. He loves yeah. slow motion. There was a lot of slow-mo, which, you know, oh, slow-mo's yeah. fine. I like to see a good slow-mo zombie scene, but this didn't lend itself to that because of the amount of CGI. The tiger was cool. The zombie tiger was cool. Is that the best part of the movie? Yeah. You got to see the zombie tiger. I mean, the tiger was very CGI too. So it wasn't like, well, yeah, but I'm cool with that. I kind of wish they had hired like an actor tiger, you know, and just kind of CGI'd some gore onto him, but it was like a complete CGI animal. Yeah. But it was nice. You got to see him like crush somebody's skull. So it was very nice. Yeah. So, um, don't see it, but (laughs) it was fine, I guess. Well, then I guess, speaking of CGI animals, I saw a movie with some. What'd you see? So I went and saw Cruella over the weekend. Okay. I'm curious on this one. Um, It's good. It's, like, really, really good. Okay. It is not, I think, my favorite movie I've, I've seen in a while, you know? Yeah. And so in our secret Discord, we have a couple people that have seen it. And so Jose had said, it's probably the best live action behind Aladdin. Oh, wow. And I will fight on that for one reason. Okay. I will make a distinction. I think it's the best live action that they've made because it's not a movie we've seen. Okay. So I haven't seen this movie before. I've seen Aladdin, right? I see. Yeah. Aladdin's the best remake, but I think Cruella's the best live action they've made thus far. Okay. It's really good. Um, I I don't know that I'd watch it again. But I thought it was interesting the first go round, you know? Yeah. And I, I have a lot of questions. Like, I have okay. a lot of unanswered <laughs> questions about it. Are there songs in this movie or is it just straight movie? No. This, okay. So, actually, it's one of those movies that has, like, a soundtrack built into it. So, it just, like has things happening in the background while, so, while you know, like, some big song is playing. Okay. Like, some famous song is playing, you know? Yeah. So there's no, like, music, 
but there's tons of just like, hey, we're going to play a song while you watch stuff happen for a while. You know? Okay, so it's not like a Disney musical. It's just a no. regular old movie. Oh, good God, no. And I was waiting for this movie to get fucking dark, and I'm upset <laughs> that it didn't go as dark as it looked like <laughs> it was going to. Okay, so is it still marketed toward children? Like, is it PG-13? Um, I don't know. And so I don't even mean from, like, from, like, the trailers. I mean, like, in the movie, you think it's going to go somewhere, like, bad. Okay. And I wanted it. And then they didn't give it to me. And I was like, eh, no. you, you, you kind of messed me up a little bit. PG-13. I just okay. Googled Cruella rating. Okay. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's really not that bad. Like, kids can watch it just fine. It's a little creepy in spots. Okay. But, I mean, no. It's it's not as bad as I wanted it to go. Okay. Uh, does I the mean, dog die? No. Okay. And that is the thing that I was like, God, I wish I'd have looked that up beforehand. Like, I yeah. didn't know this, this movie teetered on so much of a does the dog die scenario. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, like multiple dogs. Oh god! They're like, wait, is this one gonna die? What about Ugh. these three? What about this little dude? You know? <laughs> okay. So, are are you gonna see this one? I mean, I'd like to, but if you want to spoil it for me, that's totally fine. I mean, I don't think it's so much a spoiler, but I think I need you to see it before I can ask questions in, because it is kind of a prequel. Okay. But I think like a- by the end of this movie. 101 Dalmatians, as we know it to happen, will not happen. Oh, what? <laughs> they, they like, portray her so much into animals and into dogs. I don't think by the end of this movie, her having not killed so many dogs <laughs> and to even trick people into thinking she did when she didn't, that she's then going to go, like, find 101 dogs to then skin for a coat later, you know? Okay. Like, she owns a dog in this movie. Okay. She, like, owns a dog from childhood until we see her in this movie. Like, I just don't, I just don't think she is going to harm a dog in that way. Hmm. And at one point, she steals this lady's Dalmatians, right? And okay. then she makes a Dalmatian coat, and you're like, oh, damn, that, there it is, it happened. And then it turns out she, she faked that and didn't really hurt the dogs. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So why would then all of a sudden, like, six years down the road from this, would she decide, I want to kill 101 of them now? You yeah. know what I mean? Something had to have happened. I thought that this would, like, explain this is why she hates dogs, but... She I'm... doesn't hate dogs at all. <laughs> I'm also in the vein of, like, I don't need a backstory for these villains, you know? I, I don't care why she hates dogs. It's just enough to know that she hates them. Well, I think in this scenario, she doesn't hate them. Okay. Like, I don't think she has anything against dogs by the end of this movie. So that's why, to me, 101 Dalmatians, the cartoon, as we know it, will not happen. I don't think she's just going to one day be like, yeah, can I get these puppies? Because, like, I really want a nice handbag. (laughs) I just don't see it, you know? Okay. This movie, I think people were looking for a backstory, but this is its own story to me. Like, this this is its own thing with a nice nod to the cartoon yeah right but i think this is this is it this is its own one-stop shop here i don't think this is supposed to be like hey 101 dalmatians will happen next you know okay i don't think so and they don't really give her so much of a backstory like oh here's why she's so evil she's just kind of bad she's just bad just a bad person and she's not even bad, which is what pisses me off. Like, I wanted her to be bad, and she's she's secretly good by the end of this movie. What? Like, like I want to tell you, but I'm I gonna want have you to, see to enjoy it. it. Yeah, I'll have to just watch it. Because I think this movie has a pretty good twist in it. It's available to watch on uh, Disney Plus, is if it? If you pay for it. If you pay for it. Oh, it's one of those where you have to like, yeah, pay to get the movie. premiere access thing. So stupid. What? How yeah, much so is it? Twenty bucks? Like thirty? Thirty bucks? Fuck yeah, that! Thirty no bucks, way. dude. I and I already will did... not be paying okay. for it. I paid that for Mulan. I would gladly, if they would refund me that money, I'd give it back to Cruella here. Okay. <laughs> Mulan was not worth the thirty. This would be worth the thirty, if you just like had to see it. You know, like if you just loved Emma Stone that much, you love like the Cruella Deville character that much. 
yeah. I think it's really worth your time. But those aren't like my two jam. Well, one of them is my jam. Okay. Uh, Emma Stone be very pretty in this movie. I do love Emma Stone. Oh my goodness. I'm having a hard time saying that I loved it. I really enjoyed it and I liked it. Okay. But I'm not just like, oh yeah, you gotta see it. It's not one of those for me. So just in Googling this, I've learned that uh, there's a character called Artie, who's the first original character in a live action Disney film to be openly gay. I'm gonna guess that's the like Stanley Tucci character from... Uh, okay, so like you've seen The Devil Wears Prada, right? Yeah. Okay, this is that movie, big time. Okay. <laughs> like, she goes to work for a super mean, like, head fashion person, and, like, she has a, like, Stanley Tucci, like, side guy, you know? Okay. And that dude is clearly gay. All right. So I would imagine that that's who that is referencing, because I can't think of who else is, like, openly gay. And I don't even know if he's openly gay. Uh, according just, to this article he's, in he's Us Weekly. I would like to know what what scene made them openly gay. Because nobody was just like, I'm gay. <laughs> was there a scene where he was like kissing a man and you just went to the bathroom? No. Well, the character is Artie. Let me see if I can he find He owns a vintage fashion shop and sparks a connection with Cruella in the film, eventually oh, joining her entourage. Well, yeah, because he's just, yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't, like, kiss anybody or do anything. He does run that shop, and when uh, Cruella comes in for the first time, he's like, yeah, we have clothes for any woman or boy, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, he's just, he's a very open guy. I loved him. He was fantastic. I will he was, never like, understand. one of my favorite people. I just don't get the whole, like, I'm, the article I'm reading is just about this person, a congressional candidate, who was, like, this ruined my childhood having an openly flamboyant gay in the movie like just grow the fuck up dude like, see i didn't <laughs> even think about up. him because he fits so well like i i was never just like oh wow a gay dude you know yeah like he just <laughs> he was just there in the movie that's so funny that's not even who i thought of oh my god <laughs> yeah he was like my favorite parts of the movie too like i love okay. him he was so cool okay I'm going to have to watch this one. It sounds good. I think you need to watch it. I think Ferdin nailed it on the head. It's The Devil Wears Prada meets Ocean's Eleven meets, I'm trying to think of what else, meets Knives Out, kind of. What? Okay, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Because it's it's like a mystery, but it's, there's a heist that's pulled in it, like, several times, right? Yeah. Yeah. But all inside of a Devil Wears Prada, like, hey, I'm working for this big, bad fashion lady. Okay. It's a very weird movie, and it worked on every level. And then, also, what was really good, I saw another movie, actually. What did you see? And this one, I I think I liked it more, but not as much as the first one. Okay. I saw A Quiet Place 2. Oh, so you saw this one in theaters, right? Yes. Because that's, that's like, they waited until that theaters were a thing again to release this. Yes. And here's my thing, though. You cannot compare one and two. Okay. So they're, like, totally different? One and... Okay, so part one, remember, it's all about the quietness. Like, you were in the theater, afraid to eat your own fucking popcorn because you couldn't <laughs> make noise, right? Yeah. Part two is, like, an action movie. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, people are talking the whole fucking movie. In the movie. I mean, it's definitely not as quiet and tense as the first one. The first one is, I mean, it's it's seriously totally quiet most of the movie. Yeah. This, this one is quiet some of the movie. Okay. But it is a great next step into what happens after the first one. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Good. And I think you could be done. But I know it's going to do gangbusters and get a third one. Oh, you think so? But I would have really hoped that if you did a third one, stop it there. Because this is a franchise that could definitely be run into the ground. Okay, yeah. But so far, the story the story built off the first one in a good way, and it worked. Like, it worked really good, and you're like, yeah, I like that. But where it ends could lead to a third, but I don't need it. Like, I'm good. One, one thing I've noticed, though... uh, 
in all the trailers and promo material that I've seen for A Quiet Place 2, there is no John Krasinski. Have so you I'm seen the think, first one? No. <laughs> I am oh, okay. just to to postulate off of that information that he dies in the first one. Okay, that movie is three years old. So, um, yeah, he died. Okay, shit. In a blaze of fatherly sacrifice. Oh, man. Like, it's super hard. Like, that that scene sucked. I hated seeing that in the Uh, movie theater. Yeah, I didn't know that he died until I started, like, looking at Quiet Place 2 stuff. And I'm like, where the fuck is Jim? he? (laughs) He, He is in the first part of the movie. So they do a thing that you like. They do, like, a, oh, here's, like, day one. Here's how it started. Yeah. So that's the opening. Okay. The opening, maybe like 15 minutes is like, is like day one. Yeah. And then it like goes to the end of the first movie and picks up seconds afterward. I mean, this movie takes place immediately where we last saw them in part one. I love that. Which is great. Cause you're like, okay, yeah. What happened next? Oh man. The first one's so like, like the first one is on another level for me. I love that movie. And part two was really good, but it's, they're not even the same type of movie. So this one's more of like an action thriller, whereas the first one is straight up just psychological horror. The first one is just a thriller because it's tense. Like, oh my God, can you stay quiet? Like how, how do you interact with a being that exists this way? You know? Cause she like gives birth to a whole baby in this thing, right? Yeah. And you're like, how... How can you work that into a no-noise situation? Like, it's thrilling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This one is is just more action. Like, okay, we're trying to accomplish a goal, but these things are in the way, and then these people are in the way, but how are we going to make it work still? Yeah. I don't think it's much thriller as, like, I would just call it action, because you're just like, oh, my God, how are you going to do this now? Like, how are you going to accomplish the thing you're setting out to do? Yeah. And it's good. It's really, really good. And it ends on a really cool character development change, which I liked. Yeah. It's a really good, like, empowering ending for a couple characters. Okay. It's it's just good. I really liked it. But it's, I don't think, even close to part one. Would it be a good movie to watch outside? Because I've been, like, obsessed with watching movies around my fire pit. (laughs) Now that we have our projector set up out there. I mean... If your neighbors are, like, it depends on how loud it is, because okay. there's going to be some wild noises coming out of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's what I like about A Quiet Place. You get the monster payoff. I mean, like, we don't, uh, we're not unbeknownst to us what these things are. Oh, they're there. We clearly okay. know what they are and what they look like and how to deal with them. You know, they show yeah. up and they make horrible noises. So if your neighbors are cool with alien noises that are scary as shit (laughs) then yeah it's a great movie for outside okay great yeah it's great i actually bought the steel book to get ready okay uh taylor was in virginia and i was like well you need to watch the first one again because this takes place right after like i want to remember what i was going through you know right and it's on no platforms it's on no services now Ugh. i feel like they time it to where like when a sequel's coming out it fades off of all the different platforms. But why? Because it used to be on Netflix. And tons of people are like, I've seen it there. Yeah, just because it used to be there doesn't mean it's there today. Yeah. Friends used to be on Netflix. I can say that all day, but it's not there now. It's true. So it's not on anything. And I was like, well, let me see how much the Blu-ray costs because it's a three-year-old movie. It's probably cheap. Yeah. So I looked it up. And it was like a $20 movie for the 4K. And at Best Buy, the Steelbook was on sale for cheaper. So I got the Steelbook, the better one, for less money. Well, hell yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So now I got the digital code for that. And I was like, watch it on your way home. And then we'll go see part two that night when you get here. Cool. Speaking of Best Buy stuff. Yes. I got something in the mail today. What did you get in the mail today? That I made a point to go on lunch immediately and walk to the mailbox and go get it. No, that's serious. I got Primal in on Blu-ray. Fuck yeah. Uh, I was showing it to Taylor. She's like, you send a picture of that to Kelsey right now. (laughs) Uh, The like slipcover thing where it's like the one image going across the front and back. 
It's so pretty. Okay, it's a really nice Blu-ray. The uh, like the like sleeve that it's in is like holographic. It's kind of shiny and stuff. Oh man, it's really cool. And I've already watched the entire thing. Oh my god! Like I put it in as soon as I got here. Uh, Bulbasaur was kind of into it, and then he got sad. <laughs> so he's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And I let it play, like, the rest of my day at work. And then I watched, like, the last two before we um, re- before we recorded. And I, like, forgot about, like, his girlfriend and stuff. I was like, man, uh, this is a good show. <laughs> it is such a good show. Man, I yeah, I almost forgot about her, too. I wonder what they're going to do with season three. Ugh, when's it going to come out? Dude, I know. I don't know. I have no clue. Let me see if there's a date yet. Season three, primal. Oh, but I had a problem. What's it your says, problem? Well, so it says second season is set to premiere in 2021. Okay, that's vague enough, isn't it? Yeah. So so everything that came out is technically season one. They just split it right. in half. Yeah. And yeah, it is entirely vague. It just says 2021, deal with it. Well... I guess we'll find out what happened to Mira at some point in the next six months. Okie day. Um, it comes with a digital code so that, you know, I can have it digital forever, right? Yeah. Um, but it's one of those where, like, it doesn't work in Vudu or your movies anywhere app. You got to go to, like, the actual company that produced the Blu-ray. Okay. So this one was from the WB. So I think it's, like, Fox Movies... And WB movies and Paramount movies. You have to go to, like, Paramount's website to redeem it and then send it to Vudu, right? Okay. So with this WB one, you got to go to the WB website, redeem it, send it to Vudu. So I did that. And then as I am sent to Vudu, it goes, error, didn't work. So I go, okay. And I go back to WB and it says, nope, that code has been redeemed. We sent it to Vudu. You're done now. But it's not in my voodoo queue. Okay. So I got on like a help chat thing with them. They're going to tell me what they're going to do about it later. But I was like, well, let me search for Primal on voodoo. It doesn't really exist on there. So I'm wondering if they weren't prepared for these digital codes because (laughs) they don't have like a title for the code to be redeemed against. Okay. They still have it split into like part one and part two. But this one code, I think, would open, like, a season one, you know? Yeah. So it's not those two packages. It'd be a one-stop package. But they don't have one, so I think they don't know what to do with the code. And so That's I'm odd. trapped in limbo right now, and I'm pissed. Yeah, that sucks. But Primal's still great. It is a fantastic Blu-ray. Everyone should own it. I wanted to get it digital so I could share it with a ton more people to finally see it and watch it. Yeah, it's so good. And if you haven't watched our review of it, it is out there. It's not a patron exclusive. It is fully on the YouTube. That is strictly passionate. Strictly passions. <sighs> uh, okay. I have more stupid Best Buy stuff for you. Okay. Man, so this isn't Best Buy is getting a workout today. <laughs> I don't know if this is directly related to Best Buy, but it's just like tech merchandise. Did you see that NVIDIA announced new graphics cards? Nope, I've stayed clear of it. anything to do with that for a while. So, they have announced uh, the RTX 380 Ti. Okay. And I don't really know what the difference is between the Ti or the regular one. But so, like, think about it like this. There's the RTX 3080 and then the RTX 3080 Pro. Okay. That's what the Ti is. The Ti is like, like the like... The super edition. The, like, turbocharged. A little bit better. You know? Okay. The TI stands for turbo. Um, yeah. So, basically, like, I'm... I want to care about this, but it's for the low, low price of 1199 fucking dollars. Yeah. Like, for the low price of an entire paycheck... I, I could get say, one of these graphics cards. Wasn't the 3080 only like 700 bucks? That's what I was thinking. So why is this one so much more expensive? And also, it's hard to care about it when I know that like it's just another thing for scalpers to eat. Like, yeah. I know the second these arrive on the internet, the vultures are going to snatch them. And I won't even have oh, a yeah. sliver of a goddamn chance. So like, 
I just wish that with this announcement, they would be like, these ones are only being sold physically in stores and you have a limit, a strict limit of one per customer and you can't come back the next day because we're going to take down your information. Like do something, do anything to combat the amount of people that are just buying these in mass and hoarding them. Do anything. I wish that scalping the conversation could end. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. They don't care. No. Because it still gets bought and they still made their money. They still sell out regardless of whether or not it's a hoarder buying it or if we all get to enjoy it. Yeah. Company doesn't care. Like, PlayStation cares because they want you to buy the system and then start buying games. Yeah. But all these hoarders are buying the systems. Like, yeah, we sold the system for a loss. We need these people to be buying games. So we're really losing money because of the hoarders. So they keep coming up with ways to try to get you to get the console somewhere. You know? Okay. I don't think NVIDIA cares. Because so, they're not making money after they sell the card. You know? Yeah. Like, they're like good the now. Big, the big problem with these graphics cards is that people that are trying to mine uh, cryptocurrency are the ones who are buying mm. them up, right? Mm-hmm. And NVIDIA now has offered a separate card. It's called a cryptocurrency mining processor. And that's specifically for doing that. So you would think that they would just buy those, but I'm guessing that they're having the exact same problem with those, you know? So I just wish that they would fix it. Just fix it. Can you fix it? Can you fix fix it? it? I (sighs) took a, like a poll on YouTube. That's like YouTube's new big thing is after a video, you do a poll about the video, Right. Right. I saw one that was like, due to these graphic card prices, has that put you off from building a computer? And it's like, yeah, I gave up. Nope, still want my computer. Or no, I'll pay whatever price. And virtually everybody's response unanimously was, yeah, I've given up on building a thing. Yeah, it's fucking sad. They're also launching... Okay, so I'm reading this article still. They're also launching a... RTX 3070 Ti, and that one's going to be $599, so that's much more affordable. But again... I won't be able to get one just because I physically am not going to be able to purchase one. (sighs) I might actually watch for that one. But they support ray tracing, DLSS, and reflex technologies if you are curious. (laughs) Okay, so here's the 3080, the one that came out. It's 700 bucks. Uh I just can't imagine that $500 of betterness is in the TI. Yeah. Usually it's not that big... That's basically being able to buy a second one of these cards. Right. So I'm trying so, to so like... it better be twice as powerful. I'm trying to see the difference, and it's not a whole lot. Like... Exactly. Like... There's 30 extra megahertz. I don't there's, think that's worth it. It's double the memory. 12 gigabytes up to 24. Sure. That's, like, the only big difference. But, like, unless you're rendering pixar level of movies there's no need for that yeah no 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 top of the line video game is gonna come close to needing what that thing can do but you know who does need what that thing can do who cryptocurrency vultures apparently (laughs) yep they gotta be able to just sit there and let that make money for them on the back end the old crypto coyote i hate that but i will probably actually watch out for a 3070 Ti. Yeah, I mean, it's affordable. It's got that going for it. Yeah, that's that's not a bad price for, like, a Ti, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I'll you pay know. that. Send me that link, <laughs> that article, I guess, because I, I might actually try to make an effort to, like, figure out a way to see if that's possible. Okay, yeah, it's from The Verge. I'll uh, post it in the show notes as well. I would like to know. Um, so speaking of... Um... <laughs> <laughs> to continue on the thread of scalpers and things we can't buy. Okay. Um, you bought a PS5 this year. Yes. And it's beautiful and wonderful. How would you feel if you saw a gold PS5 for sale? I have seen one before. Have you? Okay. Uh, Back in the click... day. Well, click into this link that I've given you um, for... The very affordable price of over ten thousand dollars. 
you could get yourself a, a gold PlayStation 5, 24 karat baby. It got it's got the uh, the actual tower where the the white yeah. fins are replaced with shiny shiny gold. It has the controller where everything white is replaced with that shiny shiny gold. And my favorite part is that kick-ass headset where like the band is gold. Okay. But wow. I like um, it, but here's my thing. You don't got that kind of cash no. flow. I like matte gold. Oh, really? For yeah, like, you've said that before. For like, like the fingerprinty. Yeah, like all of my controllers are always like a matte finish. The shiny is just too much. I feel like I like how shiny it is. It is very shiny. I think I think this is the one that I saw. They're also doing a rose gold one, like, which oh, I don't oh, see a photo, fuck. but I want that. I would love to see what that one looks like. I love rose gold. That's my favorite. Dude, rose gold is the shit. Uh, Taylor has a rose gold PS4 controller. Yeah. And that thing is pretty cool. Um, that reminds me. Did you know that they did release a gold PlayStation 5 controller to the people that worked on the PlayStation 5? Like, really? the people that, like, created the system. Wow. They sent them out, like, an exclusive controller. Uh, and I really like it. Let me see if I can. Oh, I'm looking at the rose gold one now. Me. That is pretty. Oh, my God. Send it. I must see. So, ooh, that's nice. Can they have a platinum edition? Wow. Good God. These are. Okay, so these pieces Why? are limited edition with only 250 made per model slash finish now if you notice they're from the uk which is where the biggest scalping is happening okay so these people are just making the most uber scalping move that there is so they're just like like buying these up to be this yeah they're buying them up they're coating them in a stupid fucking spray paint finish (laughs) then they're probably uh like do you think it's real gold no there's no way. It says it is, but I can't imagine that No. with this the whole scalping situation that they've actually gotten real gold on and that. And, like, why? Why is this the one thing where that has started? You know, like, yeah, I let's know. do that with the PlayStation 5. That uh, PS5 launch team controller is really pretty. I love that. It just says, you know, launch team on it. And it's still white, but it's just, um, it's gold on that, like, little bottom piece. And that's it. Yeah, that's very neat. I was like, okay. That's nice, but I still want, like, a fully gold one at some point. Yeah. Which, now that I've seen the black controller and that red one that came out... Yes. They they can make it work. Boy, this company also sells Swarovski sneakers. That's yeah. legit. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, my God. That's not, that's not legit. That's truly exquisite. <laughs> Do you care to, uh... Go look up some pics of Samsung Sam. Yeah, let's uh, let's dive into that. Well, folks, we're here at the end of the episode again, where we ask you to please tell your friends about us and help us grow our audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never, ever miss a ding-dang episode because we are releasing weekly every single Monday until the inevitable heat death of the universe. And if you have a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that really, really helps us reach many more lovely listeners just like you. And don't forget, while you're out there doing that, you can find us and friend us on social media. We are YMB, T-O-A-P, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, the Patreon. We've talked your ears off about the Patreon. You know the tears. If you would like to come join us on that wild journey with the Discord randomness, come come check out some of our reviews because we got some big stuff planned. We sure do. Come check out the Patreon tears. We don't want to, you know, shove it down your throat. I'll shove it down your throat if you'll eat it. <laughs> uh, I just I just want you guys to think about the merch. I'm still all yeah. about the merch. Uh, I Taylor's been wearing her hoodie some more, and it is freaking so soft. It's so soft. It's, like, extraordinarily comfy. Like, I'm really surprised by it still. I know. Like, I we, love we it. shopped around a little bit for, for merch to make sure we can get you guys some good quality stuff. And let me tell you. It's good quality stuff. Yes, yeah, so please check out... It's not gold-plated, but... No, I... Well, I don't wish. That'd be heavy. <laughs> so, yeah, go check out the Yimto Peril store in case you want a long-sleeve shirt, normal t-shirt, 
Zip up hoodie, pullover hoodie, tote bag, face mask, coffee mug. We got all kinds of stuff for you guys. And you know what? I'm really missing the emails. I'm still not getting any emails. I need something. I want you guys to tell me if you saw any of these new movies that came out. Did you go see Cruella? Do you think she's still going to be a puppy killing crazy lady? <laughs> Do you think Quiet Place 2 was better than the other one? Did you think Army of the Dead was the best zombie movie of all time? I want if to know. If you do, I want to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Come send us at ymbtoap at gmail.com. And our theme song is The Green Paper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He's got the good tunes. And as always, thank you for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Why would you kill a puppy? The coat's going to be so small. One more important sound we wanted you to hear. Have you ever cleared your throat so hard that, like, you hiccup? I don't think so. That's, like, a thing with me. I can't clear my throat very hard or else, like, I just stop clearing my throat and I hiccup and then I can't even do anything. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, God. It happened yeah, again. That sounds violent. It's painful. <laughs> <laughs>